You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, and this is a special bonus series called The Comedy Chronicles. My name is Holly Shaw, and I always wanted to try stand-up comedy, and so I finally did. Come with me on my journey into the world of open mics and dirty jokes from the perspective of a performance coach and also just an everyday woman looking for an outlet to mouth off and speak her mind. So I was listening to a podcast on Oprah's Super Soul with, and it was an interview with Bradley Cooper. Now, you know, Bradley Cooper just directed this big Oscar nomination, nominated film, A Star is Born, right? With Lady Gaga in it. And, um, he's getting all this acclaim for it. And one of the things that he said really stood out to me. He said in the interview, he said, you know, his feeling going into it, it's like you do something for the love of the work, right? But then as soon as you're ready to put it out into the world, he found himself thinking, oh my God, please let, please don't let whatever they say or whatever other people think of it ever dissuade me from making art. You know, he was just kind of saying a little prayer to himself, like, please don't let this ever stop you from being inspired to make more art. And I just love that. I just really resonated with that feeling of like, oh my God, this is so fun. Please don't ever let anything or what, whether people laugh at my comedy, whether people like me or not, please don't let that get in the way between me and doing it, right? And that's, you know, I just really feel that way going into comedy these days, like, It's this really special little place that I've carved out for myself that I get to experience, that I get to share stories about with you and with, you know, my friends on social media, but it's still relatively this new, fun, creative thing, right? Like there's no pressure to be super funny, um, to be awesome at it. Of course, I give myself a little bit of pressure. Of course, I don't want to bomb or be like really horrible, but I'm giving myself more leeway just to have fun with it um, and and to have this special little place. So I was I did a, an open mic last night, actually, at Berkeley. And uh, and I know everybody every I say that they say I say Berkeley and people are like, where in Berkeley? Where do you where are you doing your mics? What do you do? I want to come see you. Come on, Holly. Let us come see you. And I'm just like, um, thank you. And hell no. thank you and no one is going to see me right now no one that I know because it's like as long as I'm doing it just going out like these people don't know me in the comedy world they don't know I'm an author they don't know that I'm coaching people around this stuff they don't you know they don't know me and that's just as well like I'm I'm fine with going there and just being you know to them I'm just like some middle-aged lady that's uh getting up there and going for it. And of course, um, you know, I, I'm getting to know people. I share a little bit about what I do, but I like that there's no pressure, right? If if my friends go to see it, uh, uh, you know, people that I know, it's like they're going to see it through the lens of what I should be. <sighs> and I'm just enjoying that I get to go and be this little anonymous lady. So if I bomb... 
it's no big deal. And if I do well, it's a nice surprise. So I was at this open mic the other night in Berkeley. And, uh, and it was one of these scenarios where there was nobody there besides the 10 comedians that were getting up to do their five minutes. It was, you know, it was just one of these situations where like, you can see everybody's face. Nobody is there to be entertained. They're all there to work on their own shit. And it was it's not necessarily the most the most ripe atmosphere for being your funniest self, right? It's not really necessarily like the coolest room to be in. And plus there's like a loud pool table of people off to the side being really noisy. It was just it was kind of chaos. And so um you know, I didn't I didn't feel like I did a a great job. Like I got some looks like huh like people just kind of like, hmm, yeah, it's kind of funny. Hmm. You know, mostly comics are like looking at their phones. They're occasionally looking up. Like if you make them laugh, you feel really good about it because comedians don't want to laugh for anybody. You know, they just want to they, they've heard jokes again and again. Right. And so they're like hella jaded. And I got a couple laughs, right? But basically, like, uh, I just felt like, oh, I didn't serve the material in the way that I wanted to. I didn't, I wasn't in service of the material that I, in the way that I had hoped. But that's kind of the thing that you have to come to accept, right? Like, I didn't feel shitty about it. I didn't feel like, oh, God, my life is over. That was so uncomfortable and so horrible. I just felt like, you know, I... I kind of met the room where they were, right? And that's sometimes it's like all the best you can do because you have this material, but it alchemizes in front of people. Like it changes with your audience. And my material, had this new material I was working on, happened to be about <laughs> happened to be about dating younger guys. And the room was basically almost all younger guys. There's like one female comedian, a bunch of 20-something dudes, like one dude maybe my age in there. And so, you know, I'm making fun of them. They're not exactly, they weren't exactly like open to the conversation that I was having. (laughs) So it didn't go over great, but it also didn't, wasn't the worst thing either. You know, I kind of felt like I, I said the words, I followed the story. I said them to the audience that I had. And uh, sometimes I think that's all you can do, right? So this is just me sort of pontificating upon on, upon that material and, and meeting the room. And what are you going to do like with the room you have, right? And I just, I just love, but what I really wish, like my ideal is just having a room where I can't see the audience. I love that. And I would have not always said that. Like, I do like, you know, um, playing off the audience and connecting with them. But, man, when you're performing for just a bunch of other comedians, I really don't want to see their bored-ass faces and them looking at their phones and them, like, shrugging their shoulders and their judgy faces when they're judging your jokes. That's what I don't like. You look over and you see them sort of weighing the quality of that joke. And you can see them like analyzing it. Well, it was funny because of this. But was it funny? 
Yeah. Or they're just thinking about their own jokes. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's funny because I have always been one of these people. Like, I'm a great audience for any, just about anyone. Like, it takes a lot to bore me in an audience because all my life I have been going to see things. You know, I go and I watch my friends, my peers. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm interested, right? This is my area of interest. So even when something is horrible, like I love ripping it apart. <laughs> and I say that to my dates sometimes, like they don't get it. Like they, they're like, oh no, you didn't like the show. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like my favorite thing is to pull apart, sort of dissect what I just saw and think about like, hmm, if I was going to direct that, how would I make it better? Or, or um, where did it fall apart? What would I have done to punch it up? Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean what I watched was bad. It just means that, you know, my brain's always like thinking about how I would um, put my spin on something or, or what, what we could do to make it better. And that's what makes me good at what I do. So I, I'll, I enjoy a performance no matter what. And I think I also have so much empathy you know, for the performer that I tend to be a really present audience member, I tend to laugh more, you know, like if I'm at an open mic, you hear my cackle, ah, you know, just laughing at people's jokes. And, you know, I don't laugh unless it's funny, but I don't keep myself from laughing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I don't, I, I try to not be a dick on purpose. I try to be kind. I try to be kind. And that's just me. And the comedians I've said that to, they're like, yeah, you'll get over that. You'll become jaded like the rest of us where you don't want to laugh at anything. And I'm like, God, I fucking hope not. Jesus, I've gotten this far appreciating people (laughs) and being able to love up on them, you know, no matter what. So I hope I don't become jaded. I hope that I keep it, you know, keep my love of it all keep my love of it all. But in the meantime, don't expect to see any video of me on social media. I don't want this stuff floating out there with no context. So if you're gonna see me do comedy, you're just gonna have to be sneaky and figure out where I'm doing it and show up and hope to catch me in the act. Me and my nasty jokes. That's it for this week. All right, stay tuned as, you know, next episode is probably going to be me interviewing someone fabulous and wonderful uh, in the art world. And we'll be talking about performance and creativity and all kinds of great stuff. And I just want to thank Dan Cantrell, give out a shout to my friend, composer Dan Cantrell. He's always providing great music, original tracks, and some of his other compositions for these podcasts. So nice job. I really appreciate artists and musicians and all you comedians and all you would-be comedians, those of you out there that are listening to this that are like, ah, I want to try stand-up. Just fucking do it. Just do it. I mean, just do it. And keep listening. This is Holly Shaw. This is the Comedy Chronicles on the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. <laughs>